Hey, Elio, are we good? Yeah, we're good. Oh, okay, I was we're just, good. I was just gonna say, are we? Uh, do I have to hit next? But I guess I got my answer. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we're 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 all good to go. Uh, cool. So I guess we um, I guess we can start with the all-in review, if that's okay with you. Yep, yep. I've got the the lineup in front of me. Okay, very good. Um, so you just want to go like first match on down? Yeah, yeah. We can go first match on down, including the dark match, and then uh, we'll move over to the Raw news and uh, SmackDown. Okay, very good. Okay. So, um, the in the dark match, uh, so first of all, we had All In, which took place on September the 1st from the Sears uh, Arena in uh, Chicago, Illinois. And I was away that weekend, uh, but uh, Ben, you, uh, you saw the pay-per-view, so, so, um, Absolutely. I'll, I'll I'll throw I'll throw it to you with the first match, which was the dark match on the Zero Hour. It was uh, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky against the Briscoe Brothers. I um I actually really enjoyed that match. I was I was surprised by who won. I was I was really expecting uh, the Briscoes to take that one, but uh, you know what? I was I was kind of. I was kind of unsure as to how the pre-show was going to go because it it seemed like um, it seemed like they were having some recording issues at at, at the beginning of of the show with the mics that they were using. Um, oh, okay. so I was a little bit unsure, um, but everything everything turned out okay once once the matches got underway and. Um, you know, from from top to bottom, um, the the match the match was pretty good, uh, consider considering who was in it. I, I I really thought it was worthy of being on the main card, but I I think that um, I think the event was so stacked up that uh, even some of the some of the really good matches ended up being on the uh, pre-show. Um, you know the. Like I said, I was surprised that um, SCU took it over um, and 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 uh, got the win because um, I was really expecting the Briscoes to take that one. Um, mm-hmm. But over overall, it was it was a very uh, good match. Exa- exactly what you would expect from a match involving the Briscoe brothers. Very very physical, but yet very uh, very technical on the side of SCU. Right. Okay, and so next we move into the main card, and uh, in the opening match, it's the uh, Battle Royal, which uh, consisted of Austin Gunn and uh, Billy Gunn. I believe Austin Gunn is Billy Gunn's younger brother. No, it's actually his his son. Oh, his son. Oh, okay. So it's uh, it was Austin Gunn, Billy Gunn, Brandon Cutler, Brian Cage, Bully Ray, Cheeseburger. Chucky e. T, which I didn't know that was Chuck Taylor. I know who Chuck Taylor is. Uh, uh, no, Cabana, I, well, I didn't know either, so <laughs> there you go. Cole Cabana, Ethan Page, Hurricane Helms, Jimmy Jacobs, Jordan Grace, Marco Stunt, Moose, 
Punishment Martinez, Rocky Romero, Tommy Dreamer, and Trent Beretta. And that that battle royal was won by Flip Gordon. Yes. Um. Once again, um, once again, they really surprised me with that one because, um, as as great as Flip Gordon is, um, I uh, I just wasn't expecting him to win. I I I didn't think he was he was ready to um ready to win that level of of a match. In in terms of a battle royal, I will say, um, it felt kind of rushed because. I think that they were trying to go live on on the um, pay per view um, to a certain point, and plus um, they were really advertising the actual pay per view to go live um, during the match. The battle royal was actually on the pre show, uh, technically that was still zero hour. Um, but in, like I said, in terms of the actual, oh, oh. in ter- in terms. Well, I, I I have it listed as a number two, so I thought that was opening the show. Oh, uh, no, no, I I should I should have clarified that right off the bat. No, it's actually it's actually much uh much shorter than I thought it would be. But um, the the end the ending was actually quite um quite interesting. I I forget who who um was in the ring with uh. With Flip Gordon as the as the final two, but um, Bully Ray came in and was attacking everybody, um, and uh, he got he got booed out of the building because obviously he's a heel. Um, but you know, um, Flip Gordon Flip Gordon is is a young and up and coming guy, so I'll I'll be very interested to see where he's at. But in terms of the in terms of the actual um, uh, battle royal. It wasn't. It wasn't my favorite battle royal because it just felt like they were trying to rush it and get get to the main card. And if if I had to pick a winner, I would have I would have picked someone like uh, Punishment Martinez because I I just felt like that would have been a cool thing um, with him already having the TV title um, to go up and and fight for the. Uh, for the world title against Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I actually I forgot to uh, to uh, mention that that uh, the winner of this battle royal went on to uh, face Jay Lethal for the championship later on in the night. Absol- absolutely, and you know what? And and we'll we'll get there. Um, you know later on down yep. the card, but uh, but yeah, that one was awesome too. So um, stay tuned for that. Next up, we had Matt Cross versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Yes, MJF for short. Um, which, which I actually found really funny because they, they kept saying MG, MJF throughout the match. But meanwhile, you know, I was flipping out for uh, uh, for uh, M-Dog 20, uh, Matt Cross, because um, he's, a, he's a well-known indie guy. He's been on the scene for mm-hmm. like twenty years, and I—I I mean, I remember playing him in my backyard wrestling video games from like way back in the day. But I, I had actually never seen him in a match before. Um, so I mean, live on you know pay per view or anywhere else. Um, right. So it—it it was very, it was very exciting to to see him, and you know, 
I was I was very impressed with 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 that match. I, I thought that they did a a fantastic job. It was and I was expecting it to be mostly um high flying with uh with M M Dog Twenty, but uh or Matt Cross I should say. Um but um, you know I really I really had no complaints with that match. A very solid uh, lead-in to, uh, to to the show. Okay, and uh, next up, uh, we had Christopher Daniels versus the star of uh, The Arrow, Stephen Amell, with uh, Jerry Lynn as referee. Yes, and and I I don't know I don't know if you're an ECW fan, but I popped huge when I saw. Oh yeah, I used to watch ECW. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, so that got a, a massive pop for me. I I thought that was a very nice touch on their part. Um, and in in terms of the match, I I felt like that really uh, set the tone for the night because I thought um I thought both guys uh, tore the house down in that match. And I was I was I was very impressed with uh, Stephen Amell in the ring. You, you could tell that he really uh, trained his ass off, and that was a different guy than the than the guy that um, faced Stardust at uh, SummerSlam uh, twenty fifteen, I, I believe it was. But twenty fifteen. Oh, that seems like so long ago. I, I don't even remember uh, SummerSlam 2015. I must have been uh, busy that year. Yeah, well, um, the, what you you knew that he that he faced, you know, Cody Rhodes. At- oh, no, I know. I I knew that. Yeah, I yeah. just I don't know. I don't remember if I had seen that one or not. Yeah, well, the um, I'll t- and I'll tell you what, you should you should go back and watch it because even even that match was pretty good, but. Uh, this, this match was definitely a, a step up for uh, for Stephen Amell, and you know Christopher Daniels is one of my um, favorite um, f- favorite guys to watch in the ring because he's just so damn flawless in what he in what he does, and I was really expecting him to have to carry uh, Stephen Amell. Um, because you know, obviously Stephen Amell is not a you know not a r- wrestler in the you know traditional sense, outside of uh, guest right. appearance. But yeah, Stephen Amell definitely tore it down, and you know I would have to give him my seal of approval in, in saying that I would, based on what I saw that night, I would I would not mind seeing Stephen Amell on my TV again in in a wrestling ring. Uh, fantastic and very and very physical match. I I really liked the uh, table spot where he went. Um, he uh, where Stephen was trying to um, hit um, hit Christopher Daniels with a uh, splash off the top rope to the outside of the ring through the table, and uh, Chris and Chris moved at the very last second, and uh, Amel went through the table. <laughs> So uh, yeah, okay. A very entertaining match. Okay, and then next up we had a four-way with a Tessa Blanchard versus Britt Baker versus Chelsea Green versus Madison Rain, and on the on, on this match we 
it on the commentary. Yes, um, I um, I was disappointed with that match. To be honest with you, um, I I really like that uh, Tessa Blanchard won, but uh, they um, they screwed up the ending uh, because um, the uh, the pin was not supposed to happen when it did. You could you could definitely tell uh, that that something got messed up. And the, the the ending just turned out really sloppy, um, so that kind of soured me on the match. Um, but um, you know, nothing nothing against the girls in the ring; they um, they busted their ass. Um, I think everybody on the card did, but I was I was kind of soured on that match because of the ending. Mm-hmm. And uh, number six on the card, it was uh, the NWA Championship champion Nick Aldis going into this one with the belt uh, taking on Cody Rhodes uh, with uh, Earl Hebner's uh, referee. <laughs> and for me, um, you know, that was one of the two um, one of the two matches of the night. To be honest with you, watching that match, I got uh, teary-eyed because to me that felt special. Um, you know, for Cody Rhodes uh, to to step up and and not, and not only deliver this awesome pay-per-view, but then um, then go in the ring and, and have and have that level of a, of a match. Um, you know, with um, with another guy who's absolutely fantastic, uh, Nick Aldis. Um, but it was—it was just I—I I can't really do it justice by talking about it. It's just one of those, one of those things where if you have the opportunity, uh, definitely go on YouTube or a catch the replay of all in because that one was that one was special. I was getting choked up on that one, and when he actually and, uh, when actually, he actually won. Oh, sorry, go on. Um, and uh, was you could you could see him looking up uh, toward Dusty, his father, and it was just kind of right. it was just kind of really cool because they mentioned that um, you know it was almost thirty nine years um, ago to the day that um, Dusty won his first NWA championship. So the whole thing just felt kind of special. And actually, uh, a lot of. Uh... People on on the internet are actually saying that Dusty that, that Cody gave himself the championship because of being the Booker. Well, you know, and 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 that's something that I can definitely understand because that's um, you know that's kind of a you know WCW move um, with you know the right. Bookers giving themselves uh, the championships. Um, but you know, in in, in this case. I I think it was I think it was the right move, and I have no no criticism uh, toward toward Cody. Um, I think he delivered a a fantastic match, and and you know and and Aldis did too. Um, so while I can understand that criticism, I think at, at certain points you just have to appreciate the. The art that is professional wrestling, because you know, right. right here you don't you don't have any of the sh- shenanigans that took place in WCW, especially later on um, in their run. You know, this is just a fantastic wrestling match, 
that and that mm-hmm. that happened to end up with with Cody um, getting getting the one two three. So um, mm-hmm. you know, perfect. Like I said, perfectly understandable. Um, but I I didn't I didn't view it that way. And uh, then we had a Chicago street fight with a uh, Hangman Adam Page taking on Joey Janela. This this one had one of the biggest wow factors of the night. Um, I um, I, you know what? It was one. It was one of the one of those matches that was that was so physical. It was kind of cringeworthy. Um, not not in terms of quality of the work um, being done in the ring, but just kind of like ow. Uh, you know, there was there was one where um, where Hangman Adam Page hit a uh, a, a, a like a running uh, power bomb and and just sent Joey Janela crashing through the table. Um, oh. You know, so I other than that, I don't really remember too much about the match. I just re- I just remember. Of uh, thinking, you know, holy shit! I hope somebody doesn't get significantly hurt here. Right. Okay. Uh, next, we had a uh, more championship action with uh, ROH champion Jay Lethal defending against the winner of the battle royal from earlier in the night, Flipboard. Um. You know, uh, J- both of those guys, um, you know, did a fantastic job. You know, my my. My fandom is going to come out for a minute. I am just such a gigantic Jay Lethal fan. Um, you know, not not to mention that I I met him at at the last ROH uh, pay per view, uh, best oh, best cool. in the world. But um, but that that notwithstanding, that has nothing to do with it. I, he is just he is just such a master at what he at what he does. In the ring, in, ter- in terms of uh, storytelling, and one of and one of the really cool aspects of what happened um, in in that one happened before he even stepped into the ring. He came out of the ring ble- um, dressed as Black Machismo, um, like he did. Oh, he did. He did that. Like okay. He did in his uh, TNA uh, days, but he also. You know what a big fan he is of, of Randy Savage, and he, sure. he came out to the ring with um, Randy Savage's brother. Oh, okay. I saw, I saw a picture on Facebook that they posted of him uh, with the uh, Lightning Powerful. Yes, and um, yeah, you know, and it was just one of those situations where not not only was the match fantastic. I apologize if I'm not doing a good job describing the actual matches. I I just, um, you know, I'd I'd much rather our uh, our listeners go back and and look at at the matches themselves because I, I it's not possible for me to do for me to do them justice. I'm just I'm just yeah. Some matches you just have to watch. I'm just reacting to some of my my favorite. Yeah from each match um but you know like i said those guys are just so so good in terms of the storytelling especially um jay lethal and i'm i'm very 
I'm very excited to see where Flip Gordon lands in the future because I think I think he has uh, big money potential uh, written all over him. Okay, and uh, in the next one, we had Kenny Omega against Pentagon Jr., and there was a surprise ending after the at the end of this match. Absolutely, and let and let me let me paint a picture for you on this one. Uh, and this is this is see this is the one match, Ilya, where if you have an opportunity to go on YouTube, and I'm talking directly to you. You need to see this one because they put. Are, are, actually, I'm sorry. Are, are these matches on YouTube? Like, can I watch them? Well, they they should. I I think I think some of them are. I'm not I'm not sure. Okay. But I'm just saying, you know, even if you um, even if you have to go hunting around the magical internet land, uh, you need right. you need to find this match because. This one was a was an absolute freaking classic of professional wrestling, and as a as a fan of the sport of professional wrestling, I was I am not ashamed to say I was absolutely marking out for that one. Right. Um, because you know Kenny Kenny Omega is just such a um. You know this. This one was actually kind of kind of cool for me because you always hear about how good Kenny Omega is, but me mm-hmm. me not being exposed to uh, NJPW, um, I ha- I had actually never seen a Kenny Omega match, other than you know YouTube clips, and right. um, and to actually see him in the ring for the first time was very very special and um you know my my hats off to both of those guys and um you know I'm my favorite style of wrestling um is lucha libre and so my as you know my my favorite all-time wrestler is, is Rey Mysterio so that's a pretty that's a pretty high bar to set in terms of lucha libre but in terms of pentagon junior He's he um he's my favorite luchador right now, because um his his work in lucha underground was fantastic, and um, you know, this whole the the whole match was just absolutely uh, breathtaking to watch. And then awesome. in ter- in terms of in terms of the ending, you know, this ending was perfect. They had um. The lights went out at the end of the match when um, a- after after uh, Kenny Omega got the win, um, and then the lights come back on, and you know there's there's someone standing behind him in perfect um, in perfect Pentagon Junior ring gear. I mean, <clears throat> absolutely mirroring what and what he had on in the ring. Um, right, I wasn't expecting and, this. And then, you know, and then the announcers start noticing, you know, oh, the, the tattoos aren't the same. You know, th- that's not Pentagon. The tattoos aren't the same. And then they're like, wait a minute. And then, of course, 
Of course, the mask comes off, and, and it's Chris Jericho. And and was that was that after even the code breaker or before? Um, that was that was before. Oh, okay. the um, you know, the mask. Then 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 the mask comes off, and it's just it it was it was great. Absolutely fantastic! Wow, it... Just so where do they go with so where do they go with this? Uh, does that set up an Omega and Jericho match? Yes, it yes it does. Um, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, for the um, for the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Cruise, which is coming up in October, um, oh, okay. that that that's what they were setting up. Um, awesome. Because uh, Jericho got on the mic and was like, "See you on on the cruise." And uh, you know, I th- to me that's a dream match. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega. That's going to be a classic. People are going to be talking about it for a long, long time. But uh, and this is a sorry. Go ahead. No, I was saying this is uh, the second time that uh, they're they're going to have a match. Uh, yes, this is this is the follow up to their. Um, to their New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, match, right. the first one. The first one was at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, <laughs> you you have you have all the you have all the notes in front of you before I I can even get it out of my mouth. <laughs> no, actually, actually, I I saw I saw that one. I think I I uh, got to see that one. Well, very very cool, man. Um, and yeah. that was I didn't get to see that one, so I I'd be interested to talk to you later as to the quality of that match, which I assume was fantastic. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, they, they tore it down. And once again, I apologize if I'm not doing the actual matches justice. It's just kind of, it's just kind of hard to, um, no, so no, some, some people, to... some matches, people, just, people just need to go and watch for themselves. Ab- absolutely. So, uh, so, well, go on. The, the next, uh, the next match was the uh, was the main event, the the six man tag. Uh, I oh actually no the, no sorry there there was one there's one oh, more yes, before oh, that. Yes, the um I'm so I'm sorry you're exactly right. I was just about to say there was the next one was Kazushika Okada against Marty Squirrel. And um you know what that one they tore shit down. I mean I mean. You know, there's a there's a pretty close uh, two or three way tie for for match of the night at All In. Uh, you know, just the whole event was done um, uh, in a in a great. It was a great treat for pro wrestling fans. Um, in ter- in terms of that actual match, um, you know, both both guys got a lot of, of their of their. Sp- signature offense in and you know this was a this was a rare treat for me too because to be honest with you um as i've mentioned in the past i'm not um very familiar with the new japan pro wrestling product because i don't i don't get it um here in the states um (laughs) and so that was my first time actually seeing uh a, a rainmaker match talking about okada uh, Rainmaker is his nickname for those of you that don't know. Um, and um, 
you know, it, it, it was it was just such a. It, it's so rare when when professional wrestling can um, produce something that I've never seen before. Because I, um, you know, I've been a fan for uh, twenty seven years, and uh, and most things I've seen, but uh, but that one just just felt special and. Um, but there was a little bit of controversy in, in relation to that match, and not I'm not talking uh, about the actual uh, match itself. But uh, we'll we'll get into that. Um, we'll get into that in just a minute. Um, but you know, um, I was actually really surprised that um, that Skrull won the match. I was I was tr- I was truly expecting Okada. No, actually, Okada didn't Okada win. I did he? I I thought yeah. I I I have in front of me. I have Kazushika Okada defeated Marty Squirrel. Well, um, I I have to, I have to apologize, ladies and gentlemen. They, uh, <laughs> then apparently my prediction came to li- came to life, and I just I just uh, didn't see it. You know this this. <laughs> This week has been crazy, and I'm, I'm going. Apparently, I'm going insane with senior moments, <laughs> uh, which, which is a little bit scary because I'm only 30 years old. <laughs> um, oh, my my apologies. I, I think we'll I think we'll just smoothly sail into the next uh, into, into the next segment of the show. <laughs> Yes, sir. The, the, and uh, actually, uh, the next ma- the next match was the main event of the card with uh, the team of Kuda Ibushi, um, one moment, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, taking on Bandito, Phoenix, and Rey Mysterio. Um, you know what? Or as I would like to call him Ben's favorite. Yes, and because of that... Because of my absolute fanboy status that I had with with Raven Mysterio for many reasons, I was extremely disappointed in in the main event of that match. Now, I, and, and, and this you said in attendance. And this is where the story that I alluded and, and, to comes in. And, yeah. Sorry. Was uh, before you go on with Steve Rossi in attendance? Um. I, no, he was not. Uh, he was not actually uh, part of the match, so I'm not I'm not sure if he was in attendance or, or not, uh, oh, which no. which surprised me based on the uh, promo video that was aired, uh, you know, a couple of days prior on mm-hmm. uh, Mysterio's social media. Okay. So that was a that was a surprise. Uh, I was I was disappointed by that myself, but uh. You know that uh, that match got significantly screwed up because they were they were on time constraints. Uh, they had to get off the air um, within a certain period of time. So that match, I believe, was actually scheduled to go about twenty eight minutes. And I think, and I'm pretty sure, based on reports, it well, I can tell you. It it got um it got condensed to twelve minutes. So yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, around twelve minutes. It's eleven forty-two, eleven minutes, twelve minutes. Yeah. 
Oh, you you have you have the exact specifics in front of you. I told you I I, I have this uh, website with the entire card in front of me. I like the, the duration of all the matches and, and stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, very very <laughs> very very good, ladies and gentlemen. The, the statistician of this podcast, Elio can I, I, take a, t- I hope prepared for the debut of the podcast. But, uh, take a bow. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we should, we, we should mention this is the debut of the PNC uh, Progression Wrestling Podcast. So ding, 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 we are we are in. We should have mentioned that before. I don't know. But um, All In was so amazing that I just couldn't wait to uh, share it all with you. Um, yeah, it sounded like a great card. I mean, uh, I I was we were supposed to cover this on Sunday afternoon, but but I I unexpectedly uh, got told that we were taking the road trip on the weekend. Yeah, so we yes. left on Sunday morning. All, all the we morning and uh, didn't come back till Monday. All the way from from Canada to Indianapolis, you said. Uh, actually, Columbus. Oh, Columbus. Columbus, Indiana. Yep. Oh, jeez. How long? Yeah. How long of a trip was that? That's an eight-hour road trip. Oh. Christ Almighty! <laughs> I am. I'm betting you were happy to go back across the border. Oh yeah, I couldn't. It, it, it was. It was. The, the trip going back was a lot. Uh, was a lot smoother than the trip going there. The trip going there, I was like half asleep for the for, for pretty much the whole trip. Well, a- absolutely, and I, I don't, I don't blame you. I, I get sleepy at a, at a, after a. Th- after a five-hour drive to uh, New Jersey for my yearly vacation, good lord! Um, <laughs> but we we digress. Um, yes. I um, yeah, I like I said, very um, very underwhelmed with that match, and, and and the interesting part was you you could hear the production people going nuts over the air. You you could. You could actually hear hear them saying, either into the headsets of the announcers or like around the ring, like "Go home, go home. We gotta get like we gotta get out of here." Right. Um. And and that happened. That happened during the Okada and Skrull match too. I mean, they were just going ballistic. And actually, uh, the um, the entrances for that match, uh, the um. For the main event, I uh, got messed up as well um, because when when uh, Mysterio's music hit, it took forever for him to come out. And actually, um, Bandito and um, and uh, oh, I'm blanking on the other guy's name. Uh, Phoenix. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Bandito and Phoenix came sprinting out first, and then. And then um, Mysterio came out in, in his uh, Wolverine ring attire, which was awesome. Uh, but unfortunately, the the the, uh, the Wolverine ring attire was the highlight of of that match because uh, you know they they just constantly had to get all of their moves in, and there was no there was no selling, uh, no nothing. I I don't mean to. I don't. I don't mean to bash that match. I mean that it wasn't. It wasn't their fault. Um, but it, there was just a multitude of factors that that um, screwed that match up for me. 
and as a as a you know professional um having having experience you know watch you know watching these matches and actually being a timekeeper while um while matches are going on for a for a wrestling company that I work for um you know, I felt bad for them as performers because I, I feel like they got robbed of their time to actually actually do their thing in the ring. But, uh, you know, so there was just a multitude of things going on that um, that really put a sour taste in your mouth uh, at the end of a huge pay-per-view. And actually, you know, uh, Don Callis, the, uh, the, one of the announcers, was talking, uh, and, and they cut the... Um, they cut the feet off, so um, oh, yeah. So the match ended really quick, and then, and then, um, you know, Callis was talking, and then the feet got cut off like five seconds later. So they they just um, they barely made it onto the wire. Oh wow! Okay. So, so now we can we move on to the action from this past week. Uh, we'll start with the Monday Night Raw. Um. Well, let's 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 do it this way. Um. Let's make. Let Let me just say this. Um. Monday Monday Night Raw is is a very and and SmackDown are interesting. Uh, it's an interesting dichotomy for me to look at because, you know. The the approach to those shows are completely different. Um, I just I think that Raw is entirely too long with three hours, and I and I say that because and I say that because you know the the quality of of the Raw show in terms of capturing my attention, it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> do it. So, so mm-hmm. my point in saying that is like I can't recap the whole show, um, right? Because because they're not capturing my attention now. I, now, obviously, I re- I remember, um, I remember the main points of it, and you know a lot of it. You know, and I I promise, ladies and gentlemen, we're not we're not just uh, we're not disgruntled. Of fans on this podcast, or, or you know, fanboys in general, we're at, um, we're actually trying to take a um, professional look at at some of what's going on in in the wrestling world. So I'm just trying to be honest with you. Um, a lot of a lot of raw just did not make sense to me from a a creative perspective at all. Oh, I'm not alone then because I thought Rob was like really weird this past week. Yeah, um, you know, and and I don't know, I don't know about you, man, but the the weirdest thing for me is the fact that Braun Strowman is now all of a sudden a monster heel. Um, right. Which, yeah. which you know, which realistically he should he should be all along, but. Um, you know, they've been making him, uh, you know, kind of like the hero, like um, good guy uh, lately, and then all of, all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, he gets uh, tossed in with, um, 
McIntyre and Ziggler, who, who, by the way, I I should say, you know, they're one, they're one of my, they're two of my favorite um, performers uh, on the brand right now, individually. Um, you know, so as a tag team, you know, they mesh. But I'm I'm just I'm I was just very confused with the addition of of Braun Strowman to that. But not, but not only that, but was, which is just me, or did it seem like the the heels were the faces and the faces were the heels? Uh well, yes. Uh, yeah, like, like, like Amber Moon. She all of a sudden she she was on the heel side. Yeah, the whole the whole show just did not just didn't click with me. So I I wasn't I wasn't a fan of that, and you know, uh, in in direct. In, relation to the to the women's match you discussed um i i don't know where they're headed with that going into um the evolution pay-per-view i just i'm i'm lost i and i think as i will mention later on in the smackdown uh review um you know uh I think that I think that there's one specific angle that they're really focusing on for that pay-per-view, and I don't think it has anything to do with the Raw brand at this point. Mm. What, what what would that be? Um, well, the the main uh, the main thing that I I think they're they're trying to do with the with the Evolution pay-per-view. Has to do with Charlotte and Becky uh, feuding over on SmackDown. Um, oh, okay. And I, because you know, from from a directional standpoint, that makes perfect sense. Um, you know, but you know, Raw just makes absolutely no. I mean, I, I'm I'm lost, and I'm and I I take no. No pleasure in, in criticizing uh, WWE, but I just they're they're gonna have they're gonna have to explain a few things uh, to me over I mean, over I the. I have uh, I have some I have some I have, uh, some points that I took away from that show, which I had the Shield getting arrested was the first one. Oh my god! And check this out. And uh, you know, and I'll and I'll be absolutely fascinated to uh, to hear f- uh, feedback about this once we once we post this online. Uh, but you know, it's Wait, you to, it's just. Wait, before, what, sorry, before you go on, listeners, if you want to leave your feedback uh, on on anchor on um, the anchor podcast, there's there's a green button where you can leave your voice mail voice messages and uh, we can include them in the podcast a- absolutely um <laughs> you're you are on you are on the ball i am I, I am clearly the color commentator uh today and you are the um you are the analyst slash a technician <laughs> i'm impressed um but you know in, in in the future i will i will slow it down for you um 
but you know, just there's a lot of action to cover, and uh, just trying to get it all in. <laughs> but um, but yeah, man, Raw's gonna have to explain a couple things to me because I, I think yeah, you were starting with the shield. <laughs> And can somebody explain to me how <laughs> they were arrested and then got out two hours later or less than two hours later and made it back into the arena with, with ladies and gentlemen, a hijacked police van? They, 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 they were released on their own recognizance. Yes, and then... <laughs> so, so they were released on their own recognizance, and then... Oh, we know who you are, it's okay, go back to the arena. And then, but no, no, legitimately, if they were released on their own recognizance, and then they came back and stole the police van, which, which they got arrested in, and then Reigns was, Roman Reigns was driving the damn thing, but isn't the hijack and the police van a crime in itself? It's just, you know, and then, and then I don't know if you saw this, um, but Corey Graves uh, covered it up on Twitter, saying that that David Otunga, the see uh, the WWE's resident resident lawyer, um, had the hookup. With the I the ADA or the or the district attorney or something, um, and and got them out early on Labor Day. Oh no! It, it, was a, it was a holiday, so 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 logically, logically the the shield shouldn't have been back on the show, and we and we should, we should have gotten an update on Tuesday night on SmackDown about the show because. Because they wouldn't have been able to see a judge until Tuesday morning. Wow. Why? You know, <laughs> so that was just one. You know, that was just one of the things that confused the hell out of me. Um, but you know, uh, the wide world of wrestling, anything can happen in WWE, yep. even if it defies logic. <laughs> So, of course, the next thing we also saw on Monday night was the return of the Bella Twins <gasps> as they took on the uh, Riot Squad. Well, and, and to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I felt bad for Brie Bella. And I think... Yeah, something about a suicide dive that she performed. I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. Not only, not only did, did poor Brie Bella... But one suicide dive. Mm-hmm. She bought two of them. Wow! And on on the second one, Elio, <clears throat> I swear to God and all that is good on this earth, I thought she broke her damn neck. Wow! I mean, my, <clears throat> and and as as a person, you know, I I I really was concerned and then and then she got up and then I was like okay she's not she she doesn't have to have neck surgery we're mm-hmm. good but I'll tell you what the ring rust on on Brie Bella specifically um was just really bad 
Yeah, you can tell they've been out of the ring for for quite some time. Well, for for three years, they 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 hadn't yeah. they hadn't right. um, teamed up, and so you know I'm not I'm not blaming I'm not blaming them. I'm I'm just I'm just saying, you know, it was it was it was it was a very scary situation uh, with right. with those with those suicide dives. And I, I know I know I'm laughing as I say that, but it's almost I'm laughing out of relief that Brie Bella didn't break her neck because that that's right. that's how bad it 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 was. And because of right. that, I felt bad for everybody involved in that match mm-hmm. because it just looked bad. Um, and, and to be honest with you, I'm a I'm I'm a Riot Squad uh, fan, specifically Ruby Riot. You know, oh, I like Ruby Riot. Yeah, you, I mean, if you guys are 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 wrestling fans outside of WWE. Um, Ruby Riot um, was known as uh, Heidi Lovelace mm-hmm. on the independent scene, and this girl is, or this woman, I should say. My my apologies, but uh, this she is just so so fantastic. I mean, this girl is a legit badass on the wrestling scene, and I'm not. I'm not sure if if the Riot Squad um, gimmick is doing the the proper job in and just and portraying her as a legit badass, but I, I'm I'm telling you, this this girl can go. And uh, next uh, we uh, next uh, point uh, we we saw a new a new tag team being formed with uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Uh, that, and they took on the they took on the ascension. Elio, can you can you can you uh, <laughs> you know can you take some take some of that because I want to see I want to be the the interviewer on on this side of on this side of the pod the podcast. Okay, right yeah, right yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take that one. And so we have a new tag team formed, uh, which. I don't even think they have an official name. But, but Just... here we go. So, as, so as the interviewer, let me let, let me ask you. And, and you're right. No, no, they no, they don't. But as the as the interviewer, let me let me put on my a different hat, and and yep. ask you this question, right? What in the world? That is that is. Doesn't that strike you as? Does or doesn't it strike you as completely odd that all of a sudden Bobby Roode and Chad Gable are attacking? Very bizarre uh, team that that I, I that I'm not understanding why they put them together. Like from singles, Bobby Roode all of a sudden is in a tag team. Chad Gable uh, was in American Alpha with Jason Jordan, and now all of a sudden he's. Paired with this other guy, who he—they pretty much have nothing in common. It's just on, like, on flipping rail. I, it's, yeah. It's and and you should be proud of, and you should be proud of me for editing myself because typically, typically I don't do that. Uh, but I, right. you know, we we want we want this this podcast will be somewhat uncensored. But we do, we do want every single viewer, every single listener that we can get. We're in the PG era. Yeah. Yes. So 
the the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast will be somewhat, uh, somewhat TV fourteen. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I well, 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 they they can't really see us. So would it would it be uh, audio fourteen? Oh uh, well, yes, yes. So <laughs> AV fourteen, very good. We will we we will have a we will have a a rating system on this thing. Um, you know, and 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 so okay, so we're agreed with uh the 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 pairing of uh Bobby Roode and and Chad Gable. They're gonna have to explain that to me. But can 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 we jump ahead to to because quite frankly, to me, there was nothing. Nothing else other than than head scratchers on on Raw. Um, so unless unless I'm missing something big, um, there there is one thing that I really want to discuss. Um, mm-hmm. I was I was actually talking to a friend of mine in, in the gym today, who's also a huge wrestling fan, and he brought up okay. he brought up an interesting point in that. Um, WWE may be starting to go back to the to the TV fourteen kind of attitude in in in, in subtle ways, and I, and I'll give you the example that, that we were talking about okay. when when Charlotte and Becky had their um had their had their promo slash interview slash satellite video segment. Um, right. There was something I noticed when when mm-hmm. Becky said "screw you." Not not only was that line delivered in in such fantastic fashion, but when Elliot, when was the last time? Oh, I'm sorry, I, I lost grip on my phone briefly. But when when was <clears throat> when was the last time? You heard somebody in a, in a promo on WWE television say "screw you." I can't remember the last time that. I mean, it, it's just you know they're they're really building toward something here in, in in the women's division. You know, I I feel like I feel like on in a lot of different ways. You know, phase one of the women's revolution is complete. You know, right. WWE really has accomplished what they what they set out to do with <clears throat> with the women's division. But let me let me get your let me get your take on a phase two of that, because here's what I think is going to happen here. Eventually, there's going to be a a four a four horsewomen of WWE versus four horsewomen of of MMA program going on here. Um, right within the, within the next within the next year year and a half on WWE television. I really think that that's what they're building to. And one, one, and once they get some more people, uh, like you know Shayna Baszler and and Carrie Zane ready um, in NXT, I I really think that that's what's going to happen. And I think, 
I th- I really think that Becky and and Charlotte are going to be at at the head of that. So, um, <clears throat> what 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 what's your take? What do you what do you think going on in the in the women's division? Yeah, no, I I I heard about that uh, the four horse women women of MMA against the four horse women of uh, WWE, but now with this uh, whole Charlotte Becky feud. Uh, I'm curious to see how they're gonna bring them back together, like out of this, like when, well, when that happens. Well, obviously it's gonna it's gonna take time, and um, you know, we might be breaking the fourth wall here, um, but you know, the, but I I real I really think that based on our on our combined years of of wrestling knowledge, that we we kind of we kind of seen this before, um. In a, in a lot of different programs, the difference is, um, you know, we've never really seen it with with women. And no, and I, I'm I'm liking this uh, Becky heel turn. So everyone's like comparing her to like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, and and but here's who I here's who I compare her to. And and I I I'd be very interested to get your feedback. How's it? How's this for a name? Arn Anderson. Think about. Think about. Mm. Think about it, man. Okay, we got, we got Charlotte, who's clearly at the head of this of this women's evolution movement. Clearly, yeah. right? And, and <coughs> so she's, and so she's driving the thing. And then, of course, we have we have Becky, who, who, you know, when this thing started, you know, she was at the forefront, of, you know, on SmackDown. Charlotte was on Raw at the time, and then and then Charlotte or Becky kind of fell off and kind of kind of went downhill for a while. But here, here's the resurgence, and I think I think she's proving that. That she really has what it, what it takes, uh, especially with with this heel turn. I I love her as, as a heel, but the reason why I bring up Arn Anderson is because that's what I think her character is going to be similar to once they once they hook once they hook her back up with with Charlotte down the line. I I think those two will be at the head of of. You know the the faction on on the WWE side versus the MMA side. Because you know that that that, that kind of makes sense too. Because uh, Ric Flair and Arn Anderson in the eighties and in twenty eighteen, it's uh, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, which which is so cool. I mean, how how freaking cool is that? I I I just you know. There are so many aspects of of wrestling nowadays that leave me at heads, leave me scratching my head. But then again, there are so many aspects of it which are new and exciting. And you know, I give WWE full credit for the, for this this women's evolution that they have going on here um, because. I th- I think they're opening the door to something really special, and I think phase one of that is complete, and I think phase two of that is getting ready to get started. 
especially with with this evolution pay-per-view and that's why I can't wait for that. I'd say I I enjoy SmackDown a lot more than Raw this some most weeks. Yes. It's like it's so easy to get through SmackDown. It's a quick 2 hours. Yes, and it makes sense and it's logical and it works. Mhm. And you know, once it once again, ladies and gentlemen, I assure you, we are not we are not in the business of bashing WWE. We've we've been fans for years. This is just this is just what we see, and this is just our take. Um, right. You know, <clears throat> but the thing the thing is, is is it's almost like two different planets. And three different planets if you want to throw NXT into the mix. Because to me, right. in the style of wrestling that I like, NXT is the way to go. And mm-hmm. then if, if you talk about WWE, well, the best product that they have is SmackDown. Because they have, you know, AJ Styles. They have all, the, they have all these different factors, and it just makes sense. From from the top right. to the bottom of that roster, it makes sense. And then you go over on Raw, and you know you, you got you, you you got the Shield getting arrested and, and then getting out. You know, but you know. I actually, I've said I think Raw's gone back to 1998. They've gone. They've they've taken a travel back through time. Yeah, and it's just it's just it's as if. It's it it's almost insulting to the viewers' intelligence, is what it is. Um, yeah. But that's just my take. Um. So. So do we have do we have anything else or is that? Well, we still had the 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 the, the rest of Raw, which was uh, pretty much strange. Like you just had the authors of Pain, Alexa Bliss. The the tag team champion. We had new champions crowned on Raw. Okay. All right. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I I I got I got distracted by my by the by the shield clusterfuck. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hence hence the unedited uh unedited line on this podcast. But um yeah. But can we can we talk about? I'm so glad you said something about this. AOP and Drake Maverick. Yeah, that's an odd choice for manager. I wasn't expecting that. What? I mean, you know. So okay, let me let me put my let me put my interviewer hat back on because I feel like I'm talk I'm talking a lot and I I really I really want to get your take on this. So okay, okay. what do you, what, yes. what do you think? Of Drake Maverick with AOP. That is such an odd choice. I was not expecting Drake Maverick because uh, I know that he was—he's the general manager for Two Hundred Five, right? Yes. So I, I when I saw him like walking backstage with AOP, I'm like, okay, this is interesting. What's going to happen? And they came out for their match, and he got on the mic. He said he's not only the general manager. He's the manager of AOP, and he's going to take them to the championship. Like, well, that's interesting. I mean, I'm not like 
who would you think? Uh, who would who would you chose? I would have picked someone else to be their manager. I can't. I can't think of anything that went off uh, off the top of my head. Right. At well, I, I. Well, I. Personally, one. I think they made a mistake separating themselves from Paul Ellering. Yeah, like Paul Ellen was was perfect for them. I don't know, like what they were thinking about by uh, separating him from that from AOP. But uh, you know, it's just it's just one of one of the one of those one of those things, man. You know, you're you're right. I I can't think of anyone uh, off off the top of my head. Because really, you have there there really are no managers anymore on Raw. But I mean, it, it sh- but it, but the last possible person would have would have been Drake Maverick. I mean, it's almost it's almost like you know I was reading something online and I I truly agreed with it. It's almost like you know you you create yourself in a WWE video game and you want to be part of AOP or the Shield. And and then and then here comes Drake Maverick and and military get up. Yeah. And then, and then, is it, or, or do AOP look similar to the Shield with their uh, with their uh, ring gear? Well, and and there's that too. I mean, it's just they're they're like a they're like a bigger version of of the Shield. And and to be to be honest with you, the I I have seen very little character development from AOP, and I'm wondering if that's the hope. With with Drake Maverick to to the team, adding him in there because I th- I do think there needs to be more storytelling uh, as it as it relates to the tag team. But oh my dear lord, that uh, my my best guess would be you know bring bring Paul Ehrling back or bring or bring a someone in there. Like like Paul Heyman, there's a, there's a name right. right off the back of my head. Uh, you know, I think Paul Heyman would be perfect for AOP. Oh yeah, because they 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 don't they don't talk. He'd be perfect for them. Like because he can really cut a promo. Oh my god! And you know, as as great as Brock Lesnar is in terms of a freak athlete. And and I get I give him credit. That dude is a freak. I have no and I have no issues with him at all. But he he cannot talk to save his life on on the mic. And and you know, but and Paul Heyman is just so goddamn entertaining. Um, you know, so I I I I think that they'd be perfect for AOP. So see, uh, we we have nothing uh, to say about the Alexa Bliss and Natalia match. That was just uh, just that was just a match. Uh, I guess uh, one of those placeholder matches. I I I guess. I, you know, it... I mean, cause we've seen we've seen it before. It was just Alexa Bliss uh, picking up the win with uh, her her version of the armbar or armbreaker. Well, you know, and and. You know, I I I hate to I hate to put it like this because I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, of Bliss and 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 Rousey, but it's almost like 
Bliss is being set up to be fed to to the big bad wolf that is Ronda Rousey, and I think that is that is entirely unfair to to Bliss. I you know I don't know. I'm I'm and I'm certainly going to be watching. Um, you know, Evolution when it airs live on the WWE Network for nine ninety nine. Eleven ninety nine in Canada. The, how much is it in Canada? Eleven ninety nine. Oh Jesus! <laughs> All right. Rip off. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah. Um. You know, so I, I don't know I don't know where they're going with that. But here's here's but here's another in, interesting take on on um on Rousey Bliss and the whole and the whole slew of, of surrounding characters in terms of Natalia, Alexa Fox, and Mickey James. I really, as a fan, I really want N- Natalia to turn. On uh, on Rousey, oh my God, that would be so awesome! Because if you if you think about it, you know uh, Natalia is the OG of badassery in terms of in terms of the in terms of the diva era. You know what? It would be, be cool, and if she if she turned on Ronda, yeah. what if she she teamed up with Alexa? Yes. And Mickey James. Yes, and you know, and the whole—I mean, all the pieces are there. So that's that's what I'm really hoping happens because I think I think um, as much as as much as Rousey deserves her due, and she does, and I I give her credit. She has really proven herself to be you know, to be a special athlete in terms of being able to transition from UFC to WWE. I I just think it's it was too soon to put the title on her. I understand it, but I think I think that they can do some really interesting things um with with Natty and Rousey to really to really help bump up Rousey in terms of the, the you know, the WWE audience. Um, and, and as at the same time, I think I think Natalia can get her due. Because and this yeah. has nothing to do with her name. This has nothing to do with her lineage in this business, which which in and of itself is great. But I just think I just think Natty Neidhart deserves it. She deserves a spot, yeah. not just a spot, but a prime time spot. Right, and uh, we we like I said earlier, we had one title change on uh, Raw. We had the the B team dropping the titles to Ziggler and McIntyre. Uh, the B team, I don't know. I kind of I I didn't like uh, their feud with the, the leaders of world. Like when they first uh, were imitating Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. It was funny the first week, but then the second week and the third week, it started getting old. Yeah, um, you know. But now that slowly they started growing on me a bit. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm kind of the same vein, man. I um, you know, I think once 
once the B team was given an opportunity, they did they uh they did very very well. I think um and I'm not taking anything away from them, but I I think I think Ziggler and McIntyre need, needed to win the championships when they did. And they needed to do it the way that they did it. I think that that was the only part of Raw that made sense. Ziggler's been there forever. Well, and, and you know, and so like he's he's gone through everything. They gave like everything. And don't and do me a favor, Elio. Don't send me off on a Dolph Ziggler tangent because I we'll we'll be we'll, we'll be adding another uh, we'll be adding another seventy two minutes uh, to. To this podcast because I am oh what they what they have done to him is just criminal in nature. Uh, I think cre- creative needs to be locked up in in in, in the back of that police van. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, let's see. Oh, go on. But I'm just I'm just not looking. At, I'm just looking over the notes here. But I mean, just um, you know, I, th- I think it was a great rub. For them, I think I think McIntyre uh, specifically uh, needed needed a belt now because um, you know they're really developing him, and he has just money written all over him. I mean, oh my lord, that dude's a beast! And you know, at uh, at uh, one one point, uh, I, I noticed something interesting. All three members of Three MB were each on. Each one of the members was on each of the shows. You had McIntyre on NXT, Slater on Raw, and Jinder Mahal on SmackDown. F. I'm like, it's it's like all three, all members of VMB controlled like all three brands. Yeah, and, you know, and once again, this this is an example of tremendously underrated talent finally coming up and. And taking their opportunity, and and I'm a I'm a big uh, Jinder Mahal guy uh, as well. Um, you know, as the as the podcast continues to go and in future episodes, you will you will certainly become f- familiar with our respective favorites. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you know, I just I I like what I like what they're doing. Uh, with that, and I, I'd be, I'd be interested to have uh, Jinder Mahal get back into the uh, main event picture because what he, what he's doing now with the, with the, you know, personal guru for you know Bobby Lashley. Or oh yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what you're doing there. That, that just isn't working for me either. Which is, which is another segment of Raw that just had me like. Oh my! I swear I can see a T-shirt coming out of this with Bobby Lashley's one line. Well, exactly, and you know, and and I'm not even gonna do it justice because we both know what that is, and it's just uh, that's. I I can just see a T-shirt coming out of that that one line on a T-shirt. All right, I'll I'll let you see it one time, Elio. Ready on three. One, two, three. <laughs> My man. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, it's just Bobby Lashley is such a, I don't know if you heard me just now, but I was literally banging my head on my desk. 
Um, I, I, I mean that in all seriousness. I actually was doing that because because Bobby Lashley is just one of the one of those guys. I mean, I don't know how familiar you are with TNA, but when he was uh, during his yeah, I used to, I used to watch TNA. Yep, the beatdown clan. Yeah, and you know, I mean, when he was when he was walking Armageddon during his last run in Impact or what is now Impact, um, mm-hmm. he was a monster, and 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 rightly so. It just amazes me. Um, you know, sometimes WWE can get things so right, and then they can get it just so drastically wrong. Yeah. Yes. You know, like uh, um, no go on. I'm just uh, looking. And yeah. you know, and the last thing I want, you know, I I I don't want this podcast to turn into a, a bit session, but you know, we um. You know, we do have some experience, both personally as fans and professionally, in in, in this business. I don't know. I don't know if you want to put uh, the website over, but there there's a specific website that we are writers for, uh, a re- wrestling website, obviously. And um, that being wrestlingnewsource.com. Yes. Well. Okay. Well, now we're putting it. Now that we're putting it out there. Um, well, we'll give them the plug. They've they been good to us. Yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, being that we that we are writers for wrestling news source, you know, we we come across a lot of different um, a lot of different stories. And I don't know about you, but like, it's always interesting to me to read the comments because you get such you get such a wide array of 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 opinions on on these things and that's one of my favorite parts of of you know interacting with people and 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 actually it seems to be it it appears to be more controlled now like this new feature that they've introduced uh, with uh, the comments because if you if you would have read the comments uh, for this new feature oh some of them were just like out there yeah i mean and and you know and, and there's some of that and um, you know, everybody has a, has their thing, and, and people that they support, um, and and that's fine, um, mm-hmm. you know. But it's just um, you know, much much like everything else in in in, in the wrestling business, it's it's so interesting to see how things evolve. But you know, but back to what I was saying, the um the thing about um you know, watching the product and then, you know, as a fan and then watching it for the purpose of doing our jobs, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like two different things because you're, you want to, you want to, to see where things go as a fan, but then you're looking for what's newsworthy as, you know, yep. for for the product. <laughs> and for, for me over the last month since I, since I joined up, in late July, that um, that has been very interesting because, like, I'm I'm permanently attached to the computer now. You know, look, at, I, mean, I was always looking at wrestling stuff. Um, you know, for whatever company it was, whether it be WWE or 
Ring of Honor because you know they're they're right. local to me, which yep. makes them which makes them interesting. Um, what, what, is that is that where they run out of? Where does ROH run out of? ROH runs out of Baltimore. Um, oh, okay. No, I I never knew that. Okay. They um they are literally their headquarters are probably twenty minutes away from me. Okay, and, and uh, Impact runs out of Canada. Yes, so you see, um, and and I should <laughs> I should be clear, um, the the place that I'm talking about owns the TV rights to ROH. Oh, okay. so that gives them a lot of power too. Um, but uh, you know, it, it, and I think I think that's what really makes this this podcast interesting. Um, is is um, what you just said. You know, we, for those of you that don't know or haven't figured it out yet, um, Elio and I are in um, different countries. I'm in, you know, the U.S., and he's he, he's in Canada. But what makes that so interesting is, you know, I live where ROH is headquartered. He lit, you know... Um, Impact just moved to to Canada. Um, you know we're both uh, writers for uh, Wrestling News Source, and so we do um, we do want to give you the kind of like behind the scenes look and our and break it down in terms of our opinions. Um, but we're all... shout out to DX. <laughs> I- I'm sorry. Shout out to DX. You said you want to break it down. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Uh, and and it hit my music. I, you know, I I don't know about you, but um, I was um, I was listening to uh, the Run DMC song last night. Oh, I love that one. I have I have that aggression CD downstairs in the basement. Uh, ah, my man. See, you and I are gonna get along just fine. Um, but but we we digress uh, because we're we're, just, we're so um, we're, we're just so interested and so invested in in the product that you might hear us go off on tangents from time to time as just happens. So getting back to business, um, is there anything that we still have to cover? Um, actually, uh, the the next point is the Undertaker Shawn Michaels confrontation. Okay, here we go. Which, and, and, uh, actually, I have, to, I have to say, I don't know. Sean Sean Michaels looks. He just doesn't look the same. Like with with this with a, with a long hair. Well, yeah, and you know he doesn't look the same just in general. Um, right. And you know, I know, I know that they were doing it to to set up this. Um, this confrontation between Triple H and The Undertaker in Melbourne, Australia, but um, they're also, um, I think, I think it did less service to that angle and more of a service to stirring up rumors of Shawn Michaels' return. I think we, I think we could see, I think we could see it. Shawn, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker too. I mean, they had Triple H, Undertaker too. Well, no, actually, uh, actually, it's Undertaker and Triple H have uh, faced each other three times so far. 
Yeah, and you know this will and this this will be um, you know if you the fourth one if you're talking recent history, yeah, I mean there. Yeah, everyone seems to forget about the WrestleMania. Um, what was it? Um, WrestleMania seventeen. Yeah, ex- exactly. And um, you know, I just you know, I'm not sure if I want to see it again. Um, but I mean, I think I think that this Triple H versus the Undertaker, the fact that they are still drawing uh, this this level of attention. Um, 20 plus years later really speaks to their impact on the business. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, obviously, you know, Taker and Triple H have have written their own, you know, their own chapters in the book of of wrestling uh, history. And, And they deserve it. I'm just not, I'm just not sure if I, if I want to see you know that match or a Shawn Shawn Michaels Undertaker match again, especially with Michaels because he hasn't been in the ring for ten years. So I don't, you know, the last thing I want is is for either either one of those three gentlemen to do anything to, you know, tarnish their legacy. Right. And so that's but- why I'm kind of like. You know, um, hesitant, hesitant. Now, Triple H seems like he has more in the tank than than the other two, but I just, you know, right. that's just my. Own. Well, they, 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 apparently, I think they they said uh, Sean's role in the uh, in Australia is is might be to serve as a special referee or something. Yeah, and uh, you know, and and that and that harkens back to. Um, was it was it twenty eight or twenty nine that they had the the Hell in a Cell match? Which WrestleMania was that? I want to say that was that was twenty nine. Yeah, well, yeah, I think I think it was twenty nine because that was the year that uh, they they freaking chopped up all this hair. Uh, yeah, and uh, well, and they even showed him doing it in the promos too. He 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 was cutting his hair. I'm like, ah, okay. Oh, uh, and then he came back wearing a wig. Yeah. Uh, which was which was which was weird, um. But you know, it's just it's just one of those things where, you know, obviously, obviously these guys draw, and you know, but I just, I'm not sure because I think when you start rehashing things too much, when when it's so far down the line, right? I think it it takes away from from what it was originally. So, it's, just, it's just like it's like when uh, people say, "Oh, we want the attitude era back." You can't, you can't do the attitude era again. Yeah, no, you like, you absolutely can. You absolutely can't because um, you know the the attitude era, and, and you know, and so many moments in, in in wrestling, regardless of the era or time you're talking about, but especially the attitude era, that's like. That's like capturing lightning in a bottle. You can't, you, you can't do it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and that's what makes that's what makes wrestling so special and unique. Because I don't, 
I can't think of any form of entertainment where you have you have such a litany of of truly special moments that you you know that you can remember sitting down and, and watching and just and just being transfixed by what you're seeing when it when it's not in in the negative sense. Right. Um so I mean we'll see. I mean I'm definitely open to, to giving them um a a chance um because of my immense respect for both of them as performers. Um but um you know I uh I don't know. So the jury's still out on that one. Yeah, and then uh, we had uh, the the Boston Hug Connection against Dana Brooke and Ember Moon, which uh, which we talked we touched on earlier, where I thought it was weird seeing Ember Moon as a heel. Yeah, you know that it it, it goes back to what we were saying. This this episode of Raw specifically was was just very disconjointed. Yeah, it's like, did I miss something here? When did this happen? Um, you know, and then. And then, I don't know if you saw this, but at the end of the match, now Dana Brooke has separated herself from Titus Worldwide. Oh, right. I think I think I missed that one. I stepped away for, for a minute. So, yeah, but I heard that. So, what, she's a, she's a heel as well now? I, that would be my guess. Uh, you know, and I, I, I think, um, I think, the most of what I've taken away from this episode of Raw is that in in today's ver- version of wrestling, there really isn't a clearly defined definition of heel and face. Because Vince already said it. some good guy versus bad guys are passe. Well, and and no, it's and that's where I just that's where I disagree. That's where I disagree with him. And you know, like I said, you know, he's a, you know, he's a multi-billionaire and and built all this up. And I, and all hail Vince McMahon for that. Um, you know, and and I I don't want to, I don't want this podcast to come off as as two bitter fans shooting a ship because that's not what. That's not what we do, um, but right. um, you know it, it, it's just, it's very interesting because you know if you go back with any story, there's with any good story, there's good guys and bad guys, and when you start yep. and when you start blurring the lines, very seldom does it work unless unless your name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> you know that is that is the anomaly and and. In wrestling, but you know, right. as, as a general rule, that doesn't work because you don't know who to cheer for. And so that's um, that's that was uh, Monday Night Raw. Now we can move on to a show that makes a bit more se- a lot more sense: SmackDown on Tuesday night. Yes, and uh, and you know before and. And we can go. We and we can go down the card for that if you like. But before before we do, there's only four. There's only four matches on there. Okay. Okay. Well then, let's let's 
let's go on down and and then and then and then I'll uh, be interested to uh, get your take on one other thing regarding SmackDown. All right. So in the first match, we had a rematch from last week with uh, Daniel Bryan, accompanied by Brie Bella, taking on Andrade Cien Elmas, accompanied by Selena Vega. Well, um, you know, the the original scheduled match for Hell in a Cell, and I, I think that it, it's still the match that's scheduled to take place, was, um, you know, it was Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. Yep, that's something that happened, yeah. Which, which in and of itself is great. Uh, <clears throat> I, and I, I'm very... I'm very interested to see that based on based on the history between between the Miz and Daniel Bryan, especially the talking smack promo. Oh my god. You know Oh I am sure I'm sure you see you saw the NXT the first incarnation from twenty ten, right? Oh and uh, absolutely. Um Yeah, but I remember, I remember watching that. I remember that the one promo he did uh, Brian did with uh, Michael Cole. He goes there are two things you either tap or snap. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's definitely defined history there, um, which, and and you know, with Brian's retirement, we didn't get to see the you know the conclusion of it, but you know, I think that's gonna be awesome. What 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 confused me was was Almas and Vega's involvement. Right. I'm not sure where that's going. Um, I hope that I hope that they're not added to, to the match at Hell in a Cell because I really want to see the match. No, no, I don't want to see. No, I don't want to see a triple threat inside. Is is that supposed to be a Hell in a Cell or is it just a regular match? I think it's just a regular match. Okay, but still, I don't want to see a triple threat. I want the original match that was scheduled. Yes, exactly. So, so next, yep. next, go ahead. Uh, next one down, we had uh, Naomi defeating Peyton Royce, who was accompanied by Billy Kay. I hon- I honestly didn't didn't uh, didn't pay attention to that match outside of Oscar's return. That was that was okay. So it was pretty much Naomi picked up the win, and then uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce attacked her uh, after the match, and then Oscar made her return and saved uh, Naomi. Yeah. So um, yeah, the only the only thing newsworthy about that to me was Oscar's return, which Oscar's return, which which they really need to to get her back on track because. For some reason, since since she lost to Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania, Asuka has just unjustif- unjustifiably gone off the rails completely. Um, I I I thought that, I thought they had read something like they were planning to turn her heel. Well, and I read that too, and I would be, I would be, you know, just. Over the moon to to see that happen. Put it, put it with Paul Heyman, the first Heyman girl, because we already had the Heyman guys. Oh, I I I love talking to you about wrestling. Oh, gosh, dang! <laughs> I'm so happy you started this podcast for this purpose. <laughs> My man, there you go. That we had um, R- Rusev Day taking on 
no, Rusebe defeating the Usos and Sanity in a triple threat tag match. Um, I really like that match, and I really like the fact that they're gonna go one on one with the bar. Uh, mm-hmm. next uh, coming up on Monday, I think. I think that they've done a a great job with Rusev Day. Um, I think I think Rusev Day. What? It's not Rusev Day. It's Rusev Day. Oh, as, <laughs> oh I stand corrected. Absolutely. Well, you you do it better than I do it. Um, I I I I can't. I can't do that, and I can't. I can't do a decent blue to save my life, um, <laughs> which really pisses me off. Um, but um, but yeah. No, wait, no, wait. It's Rusev Day. Rusev Day. Are they heels or faces? Because they seem to get. They they they're, seem one week they're shoot, next week they're booed, and they're more well as of last week. <laughs> Um, or as of uh, this past week, there are more faces now. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. Uh, it goes back to the age-old question, which is which. Um, but um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that match. And personally, at Hell in a Cell, uh, I think Rusev Day needs the titles. Otherwise, right. other, otherwise, I don't know what they're doing with that tag team. Because other- I, 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 I was, I was scared when they, when they were, when they were, when I thought they were almost gonna split the team up. I'm like, no, don't split them up. I'm like, no, no, don't do it, don't do it, don't. Right. Do it. I was like, no, I don't want to do Bad, bad idea. Yeah, e, e, e and P not happy. We are not happy with that, um, but uh, but yeah, that that was pretty much my take on on that match. Yep, and uh, actually, this is our first SmackDown in a long time that we've had this person in the main event. Our truth. Um, you know what? I um, that one was that one was a head scratcher to me because. You know, I I get I get comedy and wrestling, I get it. Um, I'm not a fan of it in most cases, um, and you know, I think I think in terms of our truth's character, it's a little overkill. Uh, I'm I'm just wondering, can can you explain like what they're doing with this our truth and Carmella? Because I know that they're the they're in the mixed match challenge. They're tag team partners in the mixed well, match. But outside of that, what's cool, what's with our truth wanting to like challenge Carmella or something? I don't I don't know. I, you and know. Then, then, then they put, then they pull Ty Dillinger into this. Well, you know. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. You know, the the best thing I can say is tune into the mix match mix match challenge on Facebook to find out. Because this is one of the things you have to explain to us. Uh yeah, and I, I feel like you know how you know how you know how Jericho had you know had the list of Jericho. I feel like I feel like we should come up with a name 
for like like um like P the the uh PNC uh something list, like the PNC shit list or something. You know, you know what happens when you arrest the shield and then they come back two hours later after hijacking a police uh, cruiser? You, end you know up, what happens? You end up you on the PNC shit list. That, well, that, that's exactly what happens. No, like SmackDown just has to explain that one thing to me, but Raw has a lot more explaining to do. Yeah, um, but you know, all... Um, all um, together, I, I think that this was a, a you know phenomenal week for uh, pro, pro wrestling, as you know, as in art. Um, you know, when I I don't know about you, but when I um, when I describe to my friends or family that pro wrestling is an art, they look at me like I have three heads. And, you know, and, and that's what it is. It's it's like theater, and, and well, exactly. It and, and it's like a um, it's like a soap opera for for men like us, you know. But we, I mean, we get it. I mean, Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman said it himself. You know, I'm not worried about about pleasing those that don't get what pro wrestling is. I'm worried about pleasing those who do. Um, hey, you all, hospital. We have WWE. Exactly, uh, and and you and you would not catch me dead watching a, a traditional soap opera. I don't give a, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't give a damn. <laughs> but uh, you know, WWE and wrestling in general, um, yep. it, it's it's my thing and it's our thing, and you know, to to each their own. Um, but you know, I I have to say, you know, it's almost like a cliche at this point. But I I really think that All In um, was was groundbreaking for the business. And I'm, I'm... The, um sorry to cut you off, but um speaking of All In, I thought I heard uh, that something about an All In too. Um and and you know you and I had this discussion off the off the air earlier this week. Um, I don't want to see that happen, and I will. No. And I will tell you why, because I feel like they captured something very very special, and to try to to recreate it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the attitude error thing that we were just talking about. If you try to if you try to recreate something really special, it just doesn't work. I mean, you 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 can create it, but it just won't be the same as uh, the first time. Exactly. Um, like said, the magic. Yes. No. No. Not not to say that Cody and the Young Bucks can't do something else. That's really really cool because if if they can sell out you know an arena um, you know without the WWE brand then more power to them uh, and, and you know clearly if they can do that then they're capable of pretty much anything um, but um, I in terms of all in I don't want to see that again right so so, that's, so we pretty much uh, covered everything. Yeah, so um, you wanna uh, 
let's leave it there. And, um, you know, and, and thank you everyone to, uh, for turning, for tuning in and, uh, forgive us if, forgive us if we were a little long winded. We're just, we're just getting, um, into this podcast thing. We're just now figuring it out. We were supposed to figure it out last week, but we had technical issues. Yes, this is actually uh, take number two. Uh, we were gonna do, we were gonna do this last week, and it it just didn't work out. But this one went much better, and um, and we're looking forward to uh, doing it again in the future. So please, um, or doing it uh, again weekly uh, in the future. So um. You know, please once again join me, Ben Pierce, and my uh, my fellow cohort, uh, Ilio Canella, on a weekly basis here on the PNC Wrestling Podcast. We invite you to join the progression. Uh, have a good week, and we'll talk to you later. All right. All right. So, okay, ben. Is that good? That was good. All right. Very good. Talk to you offline, and then I will talk to you again uh, next Friday. Okay, very good. All right, and um, I'll hit you up off the air. Sounds good. Okay, very good. All right. All right. Take care. Take care, guys. Bye.